The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're happy to have you here today. We're going to be talking about an important topic today. We're going to be talking about interviewing And this is one of the areas that people struggle with. And I remember teaching interviewing to a classroom full of people during the depths of the recession and people were struggling. How do you get a job? You know, the most important thing was just to get employed. And so we were talking about this balance between being true to who you are, because it never works to enter into a relationship and, and an employment relationship is a lot like a marriage and never works to enter into that kind of relationship under p- false pretenses. And yet we need to be our best self when we're in that interview. We need to be true to ourself and yet we need to be somewhat polished and practiced and ready to answer the questions without going down a trail that's going to be negative for us. And there's this fine balance there between being authentic and having strategy. And today we welcome Thea Kelly, who is an author, a new book of Get That Job, The Quick and Complete Guide to Winning an Interview. And Thea, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this important topic. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be talking with you. Yes. So we're going to be talking today about this balance between being strategic in our approach in an interview and being straightforward and honest. And, you you know, tell us a little bit about... Marie, before we do that, could I just make a tiny correction? The book title, which is a really long book title, it's Get That Job, The Quick and Complete Guide to a Winning Interview, Not Winning an Interview. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about why this topic is so important to you. Uh, Yes. So as an interview coach, uh, I run into the same situation that you were talking about there with people um, wanting to be true to themselves and yet at the same time wanting to be strategic and make sure that they get the job. And ultimately, there doesn't have to be any contradiction between these two things. But what I've found is with my clients, most people are falling down on one or the, uh, the, one or the other of those areas. Uh, so some people aren't being strategic enough, so they're not really standing out. They're not really memorably sticking in the employer's mind as the one to hire. They're kind of winging it without a plan. They're thinking, well, I'll just be myself, which is you have to be yourself, but you have to be your best self, and that can take some strategy. 
And on the other hand, some people are not coming across as authentic, even though they may be telling the truth all the way down the line. But they aren't coming across as real somehow, as genuine, and therefore the employer isn't quite connecting with them and trusting them. And um, so... I, I find that the two can really work together, and if you come across as honest and natural while still skillfully presenting what the employer needs to know about your value, um, you're going to be much more successful in the interview. So, and you might be thinking, well, I was talking about how people are maybe not strategic because they're winging it. Well, how would people not be authentic? Sometimes it's a matter of just being kind of too stiff, having maybe memorized a script and, and just not coming across as being very real. Yeah, and we like to kind of, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that we like to think in opposites and black and whites. And I love to find the and in every situation. So that's one of the reasons I love this topic is that it doesn't have to be an, an either or that I'm either going to be authentic and off the cuff and and people are going to really connect with me or I've, I've practiced too much and I have this kind of this robotic answer, right? It, it doesn't have to be an either or. There's really an opportunity to to do both and to mm-hmm. to answer the questions well and to have some strategy behind what we're saying and also be authentic without um, making up answers. Of course, that you know that's not a good way to start a relationship. <laughs> so that right. people always think when you're talking strategic that you mean they're going to make something up, and that's that's not what we mean by being strategic at all. So tell us a little bit what you mean by interview strategy for someone who's seeking a job or someone who's seeking a promotion. Yes. So it's about, first of all, being proactive, rather proactively selling yourself for the role rather than just reacting to each question as it comes at you in a reactive manner. Uh, it's also about using every question to really present your value rather than just answering it literally as if you were filling in a form. And in our everyday life, usually when someone asks us a question, we don't have any particular agenda in how we answer it. We just give them the information in a very straightforward way. Um, but in the interview, it's different. You really want to focus the interview. You want to focus on the things that are best about you as, as a potential employee employee and focus on your key selling points, what I call them. Now, I know this sales language, selling yourself, selling points. Some people are just going, oh, no, I don't want to sell myself. Realize we're not talking about selling your soul. Uh, We're not talking about selling out. We're just talking about making it clear what the employer can expect to receive from hiring you. And you need to... um, Focus on a few top things about you especially and emphasize those because there may be a hundred reasons why the employer should hire you, but they're not going to remember a hundred reasons. They may remember two or three or five. So it's important to know what the top points are. Um, So in developing those, as you ask yourself, what are the top points about me, there are some questions that you can ask yourself that will help you identify that, like, What qualifications or skills do I have that are hard to find? Or what do I do better than most of my peers? Or do I have credentials that are above and beyond what the job requires or that not everybody has? Uh, Do I have really impressive professional accomplishments that I can mention? 
Have I won awards? Am I the first or the best at anything? Um, and what have people, my, what are my team members and bosses most appreciated about me? So if you list all those things, actually write them down, then you need to ask yourself which are the ones that are most going to be powerful as top selling points in an interview. And I have a nice little formula here for assessing whether something's going to work well as a selling point, and that is it has to rev. It has to have R, E, and V. So I'm going to tell you what those stand for. The R stands for relevant. In order for something to be a a key selling point for you to emphasize in an interview and in your job search communications, it has to be something that the employer is really looking for. Um, So it has to be not just something that's nice to have, but something that's really important. The next thing is it has to be exceptional. And this is a little trickier. It has to be something that not everybody has. And that's why I was emphasizing questions like, what am I better than most people at? Or what do I have that's above and beyond? And then the third thing is, and the exceptional, let me clarify, that's, that's where it differentiates between overall qualifications, okay? You have to have X, Y, and Z, lots of different qualifications for the job, but those aren't necessarily going to make you stand out. The exceptional things are going to do that. And then the V in REV, that third point that a key selling point in your interview has to have to really sell you, it needs to be verifiable. So that means it can't be something that's just a matter of opinion and nobody else is vouching for you on it. So this is where it's tricky to use soft skills as a key selling point. You certainly can because they can be super important. Things like relationship building skills, communication skills, um, other kinds of people skills. But you have to offer some evidence. Otherwise, it's just your opinion. So what would the evidence be for, say, having great relationship building skills? This is the kind of thing where a LinkedIn recommendation can be incredibly handy. If you've got people on your LinkedIn vouching for you, former bosses or coworkers or, or internal clients, customers saying, you know, he really or she really builds great relationships and uh, we worked together for years and I knew I could always count on her, um, that can be really valuable. Another thing is to quote an accomplishment. Talk about a, an accomplishment that you couldn't have made happen without the great relationship building skills. That also provides that verifiability or that evidence. So when you have uh, three, three to five or two to five top selling points that really rev in this way, then that gives you a, a really good strategy to kind of base your interview about. It's all about communicating those points above, an, um, above all else. Um, yeah. And then once, well, and then and one last thing is once you have those points, then the way that you emphasize them uh, there's a few ways. One is in the very first answer you give, which is usually your answer to tell me about yourself, build that whole answer around proving that you have those top selling points that you've identified. The next thing, thing is stories. You're going to need to tell stories in your interview, especially if they ask any behavioral interview questions, those questions that start with tell me about a time when. And so definitely plan and create a list of stories that illustrate those top Rev points or selling points. 
You also want to maybe mention one or two of those key points in your conclusion at the end of the interview. So thank you. I really appreciate your, appreciate your meeting with me. I'm very interested in this position, and I think because of my A and my B and my C, it's a really good fit. Um, and then in your follow-up afterwards as well, you can just keep reminding them, this is, these are my top selling points. And this is a lot like your brand. Basically, this is making your brand very clear to them. Yeah, so what were you going to say, Marie? Yeah, so that's a lot of information and thinking about how people can break that down. And, mm-hmm. you know, we often get overwhelmed with thinking about, well, what are my selling points? And it doesn't have to be rocket science, right? We go to the job description. We see what are some of those main things that they're looking for, mm-hmm. match those up to the things that are the top pieces of information that I bring, as you said, my top qualifications, skills that are hard to find, accomplishments that demonstrate that I have done the things that they're looking for someone to do. So going to those job descriptions and and really looking at what do I know they're looking for and or best case scenario is that you've done a little bit of research, you've talked to somebody who used to work there, talked to somebody who who does work there, or this can be a great way to check in with the HR person who's um, setting up your interview and ask them a little bit about the people you'll be interviewing with and make sure you can really connect the dots for that specific interview. And the more concrete you can make it, the easier it will be for you to come up with these selling points and to make sure that they fit as you said, the, the the rev there, that they're relevant, exceptional, and verifiable, start with what the employer's looking for. If you're, if you're feeling overwhelmed, start with what the employer's looking for and, and kind of work backwards. What are the best things, the, the top things that you can demonstrate based on what they're looking for? So we're going to take a short break and we'll come back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Technology is moving at a rapid pace with so many innovations, new ideas, and improved applications. One thing that hasn't changed, though, is real estate. But will it? The Future of Real Estate with host Jessica Stoner will share with you the minor adjustments and the major disruptors in the future of real estate. Modern advancements are changing how we work, where we choose to live, and affects how our homes and communities will be built. 
Homeowners, buyers, sellers, and investors can tune in every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Thea Kelly about authenticity and strategy, the yin and yang of convincing job interview and really how do you balance those two things knowing that we need to be strategic in how we share information and and preparing for the interview is critical and that we need to be authentic it doesn't work to sound like a robot in the interview or to be telling stories that don't really jive with what the person may already know about us or we're we're stretching the truth we don't want to start off a relationship on that note and so we've been talking a little bit about strategy and Thea shared some wonderful questions for you to consider to to pick your top selling points and make sure that you've prepared to craft stories and answers around those top selling points. So then when we walk through the door, Thea, tell us about authenticity. What does that mean? I mean, we're not just talking about telling the truth. It's a little bit deeper than that. So what do you mean by authenticity? Right. So it's beyond just telling the truth, although that's a must, but it's about sounding um, real, and being yourself enough that the interviewer can really connect with you and feel like they're, they're seeing the real you. Um, and I find that in my work with my interview coaching clients, I'm often hearing people kind of sound inauthentic, even though I know they're telling me the truth, but they're sounding a little bit phony or stiff or stilted because of one of several things. One is they may have overplanned things. And we talked about um, earlier in the session about uh, planning your key selling points and answering the tell me about yourself question with uh, some emphasis on those selling points. But I don't want anybody to think that that means that they should write themselves a full script for how to answer that question and memorize it because it will very much sound like you've memorized the script. And what does that say to the employer? That says that you don't trust yourself to talk spontaneously, um, that your, your communication skills maybe aren't too great because you felt you had to memorize a script, and it might even make them doubt whether you're, um, whether you're entirely telling the truth. So instead of uh, making up exact scripts for your answers to various questions, um, what I suggest instead is make a little outline of just what the talking points are, the key facts that you're going to mention and just memorize those talking points, know what those are, and then put them into fresh words every time. Um, another thing that has people sometimes sound inauthentic is that they're using some kind of stiff language. Like I hear people say, I possess such and such skills. When you're just talking to someone 
um, in the workplace, say you're talking to a coworker, you're not going to say to them, I possess such and such skills. You're going to, you know, they might ask, oh, can you do this for me? And you're, you're not going to say, I possess the ability to do that. You're going to say, sure, I can do that. So use natural language, like I have such and such skills, or I can do this or that. Um, and avoid, you want to avoid phrases like, I want um, worked with somebody who uses the phrase, I implemented administrative procedures. That's very, very abstract and very jargony sounding. Instead, just say what it was that you did. Um, then I also find people sometimes sounding inauthentic because they are saying everything in a very vague way. They're using cliches or they're, um, they're not telling specifically what they did. I find giving more specific examples in your answers is something that almost any interviewee could do better. Even when the interviewer is not asking specifically for a story, even when they just say, not, not tell me uh, about a time when you did this and that, but what's your approach to doing this or that, or what's your experience with doing this or that, it's really useful to get right down to telling them, um, I managed a campaign involving digital media and this and that, or uh, I managed a project and we did exactly this, that, and the other thing. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, people, you, when you do things a lot, this is part of the strategy or preparation piece, that if an employer asks you, tell me about a time you dealt with a difficult customer, or how would you approach a difficult customer, and you say, well, I do that all the time, and usually I do this and that, it can come off as that you're making it up to sound like what you mm-hmm. want them to hear, because you're not giving a specific instance. And a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, even if you can't think of one specific time, make it as specific as you can, you know, kind of put some instances together and and make it into a story that sounds specific. You're not lying. You're not being inauthentic. We don't want to make it up. We're just compiling some experiences to make a good story so that it sounds specific. It, It goes from beginning to end and does all the things we know a great story needs to do and answers the question in a more memorable way that sounds authentic, even if you're other way of saying it was true, this one can come across sounding better. Yes. And, and, um, and then another thing that makes people sometimes sound a little inauthentic is when you're very nervous, and so you're just being very stiff because you're nervous. So um, that's a huge thing right there is how to not be so nervous in an interview. I think one of the most underused and powerful techniques for that is ahead of time to really vividly imagine yourself doing the interview and not being nervous. Imagine yourself breathing comfortably and feeling at ease and just imagine as though it were a movie. See and hear yourself talking in a natural, comfortable way, having a great rapport with the interviewer and them responding to you in a really positive way. And if you just sit down and visualize that for two minutes or five minutes, um, a few times on different days before the interview, it's like you're just paving this road toward actually being relaxed and natural like that and coming across more authentic and thus connecting better with that interviewer. So that's another part. 
Yeah, you can practice telling those stories. Like you said, we don't necessarily want a script, but we can practice telling the stories or or kind of visualize or hear ourselves tell the story in our head. Or I sometimes recommend to people to call yourself and leave a voicemail or do something so that then you can listen to the story and see how it sounds. But that kind of practice from visualization through whatever kind of practice people want to do really does help it flow. It doesn't mean that they're going to sound rehearsed, right? I don't know if you get this, but I have people that are so worried about sounding rehearsed that they don't practice, and that's not necessarily helpful either. Right. There's a a lot of fear out there of being over-rehearsed, but if you do the kind of things that you and I are talking about, um, it's going to sound both well-prepared, which interviewers admire, and natural and authentic. Yes. So... Um, what what else? What else should I address about this? So I think the other concerns I hear about being, you know, being strategic and or being authentic and uh, is that, well, if I practice too much, then, you know, I'm not telling real stories or, you know, what? how far do you go in being selective around what I tell the worst boss story? So I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, Pick your worst boss, but not one that creates an emotional charge. So if you had a boss that you really didn't get along with or that the the ending was really bad, you may not necessarily want to pick that boss. Um, You know, so balancing kind of that strategy and authenticity in some of those tricky situations, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are around that. Yes, um... So I would never want you to be as inauthentic as saying, you know, I've never had a bad boss, unless that's true for you, in which case don't make up a, uh, let's say that were true for you, you've never had a bad boss. What you could say is, um, you know, I've been so lucky, I have had really excellent bosses during my career, really excellent managers that I've worked with, um, but everybody has a bad day. And there was um, one occasion I remember when my manager um, blew up in the office uh, because he was angry about uh, some bad results we got from our work as a team. Um, and this is how I, what I said to him, and uh, I, I uh, gave him the sales figures, and we sat down and talked about it, and I just kind of set aside how angry he was. And what happened is the next day he apologized, and, and we were on great terms with each other. So sometimes you need to kind of reframe a question if you can't, you know, if you really don't have an example that it's exactly like that. Um, um, or as, as uh, Marie was saying, as you were saying, Marie, if you have this really dreadful boss example, um, that's not really going to help you get the job unless you can talk about it so calmly and so objectively that it reflects really, really well on you. But if you haven't had the time or the ability to totally heal from that experience and you aren't ready to discuss it calmly, um, what they're really looking for there is how do you talk about your past bosses? And this is always a good thing to ask yourself, especially in advance, and this is why you want to sit down and think about different interview questions, asking yourself, why are they really asking this question? Obviously, this question is not about your former boss. It's completely about you. And what they're trying to find out is, will you badmouth somebody or are you discreet? Um, 
have you had a hard time working with people or um, have you been able to, to work things out with people? And it also is about, will you be honest with me? Will you, are you actually willing to discuss difficulties that you've had? Um, because if your answer is just very stiff and, no, no, I really don't have any example like that, then that's not going to come across as authentic. Yes. So, Thea, tell us a little bit more about your book, because I imagine it's not all about being authentic and strategic. So what else would people find in the book, and how can they connect with you to learn more? Yes. So uh, being authentic and strategic is just the foundation. This book is also about how to answer any interview question, um, and it offers many specific questions, some of the common but not easy questions that you're likely to be asked, like, why did you leave your job? Uh, how much salary are you expecting, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and the behavioral questions as well, all those tell me about, your, um, oh, tell me about a time when. Um, it also goes into odd questions like stress, intentionally stress-inducing questions or illegal questions. It goes into nonverbal communication and etiquette, how to use portfolios or presentations, dealing with anxiety, different types of interviews like video interviews, panel interviews, and following up and right up to how to handle offers. So as the title implies, it is the quick and complete guide to a winning interview, both quick and easy to read and also pretty comprehensive. And they can get it at Amazon. It's actually on sale today and tomorrow for only 99 cents, the ebook. It's normally 4.99. Today and tomorrow it's 99 cents. And you can find it on Amazon by searching Get That Job Kelly. And Kelly has two E's. Get That Job Kelly. Or visit theakelly.com and spell Kelly however you want. When it comes to theakelly.com, it'll get to me. And there's a huge button near the top of the page that uh, you just click on that and it takes you straight to the Amazon page where you can buy the book. Wonderful. Yeah. Thea, thank you so much for sharing all your great information and tips. And I I know that the book is just chock full of practical, easy to implement advice for people who are interviewing. So we appreciate you sharing your information and providing that great discount on the book for everyone. Yes. So and Kelly also, there's also a soft cover. I want to say there's a paperback. It's not on sale, but it's reasonably priced. You can also get that at Amazon. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you. And we will be right back here on The Career Confidant. We're going to dive a little bit down into the needs here on this topic if you want to stay put and get some more information. So thank you so much, Thea. And we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. 
That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about the, the yin and yang of convincing job interviews between authentic, authenticity and strategy. And Thea Kelly was with us at the beginning of the show. If you missed that, go back and listen to it when we get the recording up. She was talking about some of the, the misconceptions, if you will, around both of these topics. And she has a book that is on sale on Amazon right now, Get That Job, the quick and complete guide to a winning interview. And you go and check that out if you're looking for some practical advice. And she gave us a lot of practical advice on this show. So if you missed it, go back and listen. What the problem is here is that people oftentimes talk them out, talk themselves out of one or the other. We talk ourselves out of preparing out of being strategic because we just want to be be authentic and and we're great in interviews everyone loves us we always do well and then we end up sitting in an interview and and this is what happens I was working with an individual who was interviewing for a position and had done a little bit of practice but he was great off of the cuff he was used to talking to to people about what he did very well known and experienced thought leader in his industry and he got into an interview and they started to ask questions and lo and behold one of those negative questions came around tell us about a time you disagreed with your boss and he started telling the story about this disagreement with his boss and what happened what caused the disagreement and as he got into about the middle of his story, he realized that the ending to that story was that he got fired. And he continued to tell the story and ended the story with that he got fired. 
but hadn't prepared in how he was going to tell that or what he was going to tell about that story that would make it help his case, help his strategy for the interview. And so there was this silence after he finished answering the question. And he knew that pretty much the interview was over. And so when we got back together after that interview, he said, oh, you know, what do I want to do differently? And being the coach that I am, I said, what do you want to do differently? And he said, well, I, I think that's a great story. So I'm going to work through how I might tell it and either end it at a different place, right? Instead of walking it all the way through to the days and weeks later when he got fired or, you know, tell it in a different way that shows I can move on after experience like that and rebound, not take it personally. Okay, great. You know that it's not that we are going to tell a story that isn't true. That would be the worst thing we could do for ourselves. Most people are going to be able to tell that we're telling a story that's not true. It's not going to sound authentic or we're going to get ourselves into a situation someday on that job where that truth comes out. And especially if you work in any kind of industry that you're planning on staying in, we know that the world is smaller than we think it's going to be. It's just not a good idea. So we're not talking about strategy in terms of telling a story that isn't true. What we're talking about in terms of strategy is really thinking about your key selling points and answers to some of those tricky questions ahead of time so that you know the talking points, what you want to say, the story you want to tell, you're comfortable with it, you know how it's going to end, you know the emotion that it might bring up and you are in control of that emotion before you tell the story. So that when you when you go through and you talk about your experiences, you can do so in a way that is presenting your best self, still your authentic self, and the key points that someone needs to know. That was an, another story of someone that I worked with who went into an interview, was telling their stories, talking about their job, and ended up crying in their interview. I kid you not, ended up crying in the interview because they got into telling a story, most likely around a a boss that they didn't like or some kind of conflict in the workplace, and ended up crying in the interview. And you think, oh, I'd never do that. But if you don't know the emotions that are wrapped up in the answers you're going to give, you may not end up crying, but you may end up coming across defensive or like you have a chip on your shoulder or that you're hard to work with because you're, you still are carrying some torch for this past conflict. So it is important, especially for the answers that are going to promote the best things about you and for the answers to those tricky questions that we've really thought about what we're going to say and have our talking points ready. Now, if you've been around the career confidant for any amount of time, you know that we are frequently talking about this idea of branding, which Thea talked about a little bit, and really knowing what are your unique value propositions. What are the unique things that you bring to a situation that also offer value for the audience that you're speaking to. And in this case, of course, that is the interviewer, the company. And 
that is the, the essence of your brand. It's this wonderful meeting place between the things that are authentically and uniquely you and the things that add value to that audience that you're talking to. And Thea had some great questions for you to think about um, about as you're considering building this this brand. What are the skills that you have that are hard to find? I see a lot of people prepare answers that are really centered around skills that aren't unique and, and perhaps not even critical to the job. So what are those skills that you bring that are hard to find in someone that does what you do? What are the credentials that go above and beyond what's required? You have to be a little bit careful there because, of course, we don't want to overshoot the runway. We don't want to hear that we're un, that we're overqualified. When we say that, when we hear that we're overqualified, a lot of times it means that we've not been relevant to the position, but that we've overshot the runway there. So credentials that go above and beyond and are still relevant to this current position. Accomplishments, of course, we know the best way to tell about our brand is to tell concrete accomplishment stories that really get you away from this fear of overselling yourself or or maybe you even are, are afraid of, of quote-unquote selling yourself at all. So we really got get beyond that by telling factual stories of our accomplishments, just the facts if that's what you got, and it will do much more for you than being vague and telling generalities. When we can tell specific accomplishments, we can get away from the uncomfortableness there of bragging, but still be able to communicate our value through very concrete examples. And those stories are very important. The stories that you decide to tell are critical to be able to connect that story to the unique aspects it shares about you and connect that story to the employer need. Always thinking about those two prongs of of that of that very important plug you can't do it with just one you'll you'll electrocute yourself right so you've got these very two important prongs in every choice you make does it highlight your uniqueness does it highlight value and does it highlight value to that specific audience so maybe those are the three prongs there of our of our grounded plug so when we're thinking about these interviews and we're thinking about our ability to be authentic, it requires a certain amount of practice because if we don't practice, we aren't going to know even a clue of what's going to come out of our mouth and we're going to perhaps get ourselves into sticky situations. If we over overpractice, Although I'm, I'm not sure that over-practicing is a thing because really if you over-practice like most great professional speakers do, they sound so authentic and they speak off the cuff. But it isn't because they're speaking off the cuff. It's because they've practiced so much and they know their, their content backwards and forwards 
that they don't sound like they're reading a script because they really aren't reading a script anymore because they practiced so much that it's just natural. Most of us don't have the time or energy to practice that much for an interview. So if you're really, really nervous, that may be the depths to that to practice that you go to. But you've at least got your talking points. You've told the story at least a couple of times. I would prefer that you've told it out loud. And I love the idea of you recording yourself and listening to it later. So calling yourself, leaving a voicemail, doing something to be the receiver of that story and speak it out loud can have a lot of power so that you know where you're going, even if the story shifts a little bit because you are just speaking to those bullet points and you're adapting in the moment to answer the question that is asked and to make it applicable to the person that you're telling the story to, but you've practiced it enough to have it not be the first time that something in that general realm is coming out of your mouth. So don't talk yourself into authenticity being about not practicing. It usually gives you an outcome that you're not happy about. So we're going to take a short break and we'll come back in just a few minutes and tie a bow around this for you so that you have some checklist items as you go and prepare for your next interview. We'll be right back on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about interviewing authenticity and strategy, combining those two things for a, a great interviewing outcome for you, whether you're looking for a new job outside of your company or looking internally. And looking internally can oftentimes be more pressure cooker because you know these people know your stories. You can't stretch the truth. You can't beat around some of those bushes. And that may mean you want to prepare more. Sometimes people fall even deeper into the trap of not practicing when they're interviewing for an internal position, thinking that, oh, everyone knows me, I've got an in, and oftentimes people don't appreciate that approach. They want you to have taken it seriously, to have your ducks in a row, know what you're going to say, and to maybe be prepared of how you're going to address some of the issues that come up because you're a known quantity to them and they're a known quantity to you and they may even test some of those points that they know are are your sticking points. So what do we want to do? Walking away from this today, what are your action items? First thing is to really understand what differentiates you. This is a hard question, but almost every interview asks it. Why should we hire you? What makes you different? What are you going to bring that other candidates might not? And when you've really thought about that and are grounded in your strengths, then you're able to build, as we've been talking about, build your strategy around those talking points. And really not be afraid to do that in some ways and know where your balance is. So one of my colleagues talks about when she was going into interview for a position and she knew her strengths. She loved the strengths finder. And if you haven't taken it and are interested, you can get it in any bookstore. It's fairly cheap. You don't want to get used because in the back of the strengths finder 2.0 book, you'll find a secret code for a assessment that you can take that will tell you your strengths. And she'd done some work with herself around strengths and knew what her strengths were in terms of that book language and had also drilled them down to what they actually meant for her, her stories that aligned with that and how they were going to apply to this individual employer. So she walks in the door and they ask her that lovely question, tell us about your strengths or what are your strengths? And she answered it according to the three things that she had identified, again, based on her individual strengths, how they added value in the past and how they were going to add value to this future employer. Talked about those strengths, talked about a story that wove them together. Very important when you're talking about your strengths to not list off a whole bunch of adjectives, qualities, even skills. You want to pick a a distinct amount, three to five is great, and then weave them together in some kind of story that illustrates them. 
So she did that. And they said, well, part of this position is going to be doing X. And she said, well, you know, that is really an area that isn't a strength of mine. It, it takes a lot of energy for me to do that. And I'm happy to do that as part of this position. What would the support system be like to help me accomplish that better, to, to really take that to the next level, even though it's not my strength? And so what she was saying pretty much was, you know, will we be able to find someone else on the team to do that who does have a strength in that area? And she's talking about that right there in the interview. That's authenticity. And it's strategy because she knew that if she faked it and said, oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm great at that. It was not going to be a good start for her in a position. And I can tell you that there's nothing more devastating for the person who gets hired and the person who hires for someone to lie in an interview. Happened to me as a hiring manager where I felt like I was extremely clear about what the position was going to entail and ask questions and the interviewer interviewee lied about their enthusiasm for the position they lied about their skill set in terms of what they were going to be taking on and it was disastrous the employee actually ended up very stressed out because the position was made more fast-paced than she was ready for. And I, of course, was devastated because I couldn't move on to my new role because the things that needed to get done in, in that former role weren't getting done. It's, it's a lose-lose situation. She had to find a new position. She struggled in that transition. It's a lose-lose. So when you know what your best selling points are and you know what the position's looking for, you can go in and and be real. You don't want to, you know, say, well, I, I don't want to do that. Who can we find to do that? It's a strategic approach to that discussion. And it may not be a first interview discussion. In that first interview, it's kind of like a first date. You're putting out your best self. You're not laying all the baggage on the table. You're also not lying or stretching the truth. You're prepared to speak to your strengths that relate to the position. So before you go to an interview, that's where your thinking is. What are my strengths that speak to this employer? You've got your brand that you've been working on, right? What are the your unique value propositions? You have the job description. And you're looking for places where you can match those up and be prepared to speak to the skills that they're going to be looking for. They're not going to come out of left field. And if they do, you'll, you'll be able to go with that and adapt to it because you've prepared. But they're going to be looking for you to speak to the skills that the job requires. So you're preparing for that. You've got your value propositions. You've got the job description. You're drawing the connections between them. And then you're developing stories. And a while back, we had Wayne here on the show, and he was talking about stories and really telling a story that not only communicates the accomplishment or maybe not necessarily an accomplishment, right? Tell me about your worst boss or tell me about a conflict's not necessarily an accomplishment, but you've got the story. Then you're connecting it to what you've learned 
And when at all possible, you're also connecting it to the current company. What does it mean to them? What value might it add for them? And best of the best to be able to weave in questions so that not only are you telling your stories and displaying your value, but you're creating a conversation between you and the employer. So you tell your story and you end with a question, how might that look here? Or what would the process be to to walk through a similar project here? In the right interview, that can be a great way to create a conversation. And a 50-50 conversation is going to be your most successful interview. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant next year, next week, not next year, next week, talking about a career topic to help you grow and expand in your career. And you're always welcome to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com to give us ideas for the show or ask any questions. We look forward to them. We'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.